Okay. And we're live. Okay. Uh, welcome back to the MindMeld PR vlog. I'm your host, Jonathan Narvi. And today we're going to be talking about how to turn a tech founder into a thought leader. And I have a very special guest with me today. Sonia Pelia is a marketing executive in Silicon Valley. Welcome, Sonia. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And I'm so happy to be on here talking about one of my favorite subjects. Fantastic. Uh, full disclosure, we have worked closely together in the past uh, and I hope to work with uh, Sonia again at some point in the future as well. Uh, I'm just going to shut off all my Slack tabs because I think you probably heard that uh, little uh, sound in the background, that little chirp. Okay, that's all done. And hopefully that wasn't uh, anything too important. Okay, um, how to be a, um, sorry, how to turn a, a tech founder into a thought leader. Uh, there's a number of aspects we want to talk about today, why you would want to do this in the first place, how it gets done. We want to talk about, um, you know, looking at, at uh, earned opportunities versus paid opportunities and the pros and cons of each. So there's so much we can talk about today. Um, before we get into the topic, though, uh, Sonia, could you um, give maybe your origin story? Tell me why you are the expert for this topic. Well, um, I have actually done this um, uh, turning the CEO or the tech founder into a thought leader three times. And so I know what is the good, the bad and the ugly of earned and paid media and doing some of and the challenges there thereof. And I think there is a place for each of them. But I think in the end, earned media is heads, you know, just heads up about um, doing paid media. There are challenges, of course, with both sections, but the, you know, the, the last experience I had with you, I thought was just um, extraordinary. And I thought there was a lot to be learned from that. And so I'm, I'm really happy to talk about my side of what we experienced when you did the earn media uh, program with us at, um, when I was at Seraps. I am so stoked to hear all the nice things you're going to say. <laughs> So this is great. Um, I, let's define some terms uh, to to kick off. Um, actually, this is something I've covered in in past uh, uh, MindMeld PR vlogcasts. Is what is thought leadership, um, and it's it's all about um, well, number one, the the tech founder or stakeholders within the company who are high up tend to be people who didn't just start a company to make money, and there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but they often started it because they wanted to change the world in some way, drive it forward, often with leading edge technology, uh, and they have uh, interesting ideas. And uh, so I, f I see my, f my function, my role as helping that person who you know has ideas but may not have marketing expertise, may not know quite how to connect their ideas with the, uh, uh, the outlets where that uh, those thoughts would be welcomed by an audience. Um, it's it's my job to help channel those ideas and and find a home uh, and help those ideas uh, find uh, find a willing audience. Is, I, I think we're on the same page here. Absolutely, and in fact, I think you already laid out two of the key pieces that mm -hmm. someone like you, as the PR 
uh, person does, number one is uh, bring the ideas to a much wider audience, a more general audience, number one. And uh, number two, what you mentioned was uh, also that how do you position those ideas? Um, just because one has some brilliant idea about changing the world or tech that's much better than any other tech out there, uh, doesn't mean you necessarily have the talent to translate it into understandable terms for other people. Mm. And uh, so and I, I love that you brought that up um, because it's, it's something that, I mean, it goes to the heart of uh, marketing in general is you're telling a story because let's face it for any product or, or service out there, there's probably, uh, you know, if, if it's profitable, there's going to be competition out there. And how do you differentiate yourself? Um, so, so that's, that's one, one aspect of it, but, uh, sorry, I think I interrupted you as well. So, uh, you, we were talking about the why of thought leadership. Uh, uh, any, any other thoughts there? So the two points that you made, I, I want to add a third point to it is that mm. Um, you want to get a wider leadership because in the end, uh, it's not just you're selling to a narrow niche, especially if you need to be a thought leader in that space. You also need to educate people about what your solution is. And what happens is, I think, when you are looking only at paid media, usually you end up in a very narrow channel. You don't get to, for example, the wider publications out of the space of that particular technology. And uh, to build a big company or to build a very successful company, you've really got to get out. And, you know, for example, if you were in the tech space, then Wired Magazine would be a great um, publication to aspire to, but it's not that easy to get in there. Or, or um, even uh, being in Entrepreneur Magazine or being in some of the magazines that are now um, proliferating on the internet and it's really important to have this vast coverage versus just a narrow space with, which happens mostly with paid media. Mm -hmm. uh, that's an excellent uh, overview I feel like of, of uh, you know what you're looking to do with thought leadership in terms of reaching that audience. Let's let's go a little bit away from a tell and, and to a show and, and uh, again I'm, I'm very eager to hear what you have to say about your experience with um, how we developed the thought leadership for uh, a Silicon Valley founder. So I, when, I, when I think about the way you uh, made this uh, plan, and it was in several layers, which I thought brought a lot of discipline to establishing the thought leadership piece. I think when you do the earned media, you're really limited to the opportunities that um, are in that space. Whereas what I felt, and I'll give you a really interesting example, a lot of tech founders become part of Tech Forbes Council, mm -hmm. but they don't have the time or the bandwidth to be answering the questions on a regular cadence. So even though the knowledge comes from the founder or the tech expert, uh, you were there as the facilitator to make sure that the things were being answered in a timely manner, in a cadence that really helped pump content, uh, valuable content out. Mm. Then uh, the second part was the PRs, the PRs that you, uh, you know, established as a part of the breaking stories and always trying to find the hook. Now, you know, in a, in a startup or in a small company, we have 50,000 tasks we are doing, trying to do. And the squeaky wheel gets the oil at that moment. But um, having you on the team was, you were always on the lookout for what are the stories that our story could uh, connect up with. 
And uh, that added uh, PRs that were very relevant. They weren't just the old style PRs where you issue a PR every week and you blast it out to 5,000 uh, you know, newspapers and then there's no uh, feedback or you know, pick up on it. And then the third part I thought, which was really excellent and which was incidentally my favorite part, which was um, uh, becoming a part of these um, articles which had multiple experts from different tech founders, experts from different um, industries, but really talking about company building and talking about leadership building and how to build teams. And um, as we you know, proceeded in the relationship, I just found this additional layers, which I'm not sure would have been possible to do them just from uh, us driving them. Mm. Well, it's very generous of you to say so. And, and really, that is, the, that, that is a big part of the job when you, uh, whether you're, you're representing a company internally or externally, doing public relations work, um, you know, you have to understand uh, you, the buck stops with you, actually. You, you know, you, you have to take ownership of that role. And that means, um, you know, to, the, to any extent possible, you want to be a facilitator. Because again, you're chan channeling the thoughts and the big ideas of the, of the founders and, and the uh, expert stakeholders on the team. And you may not be the, um, the expert yourself, uh, or at least, you know, it's something, if, if you start doing PR for any kind of company, let's say you're taking on a new industry, you're going to learn a lot. And mm -hmm. over several months, you may become something of an expert, at least enough to you know, sort of fake your way through a conversation. Um, and, you know, so as, as you get more familiarity with a company and a, an industry and a, and a technology, you can, um, it's up to you to figure out where are these opportunities is here's a, a story. I see a reporter is, is asking for, uh, and, and whether it's a, a proactive opportunity and, and they want, um, uh, they want you to uh, submit something for a, a story or, or um, you're, you're writing an essay that will be published mm -hmm. somewhere. Um, you want to figure out not only how you can best answer that publication's questions, but how you can also steer the conversation in a certain way. So you get to answer the question that you wish had been asked. And uh, in that way, you get to share your, your particular insights that may, they, might, they might not have known to ask for. Uh, yes. And, and I think having somebody in this role who is outside, um, and I, this is another value point that I mm -hmm. wanted to mention to you, which I thought was super valuable, because I had done PR myself at another company. Uh, but, you know, when you're in a company and you're working within a company, you're... Uh, your horizon is limited and it's narrow because you're always looking for that space. But when you have somebody who's like you as a PR consultant or an expert outside, you're looking at a much wider playing field. And honestly, some of the opportunities that you brought, I, uh, you know, wouldn't have even considered those or uh, wouldn't, wouldn't have even found those. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, because you became an expert in what we do and uh, got to know the CEO and myself, you were able to give us a, a, a very interesting opportunities where either we commented on some kind of uh, challenge and leadership, uh, for example, remote working teams. Right. Or uh, we actually gave in-depth answers on, you know, how do you, 
build a company in this time where everyone's working remotely. So what I thought was that was um, uh, really valuable, this expertise that you were bringing in because you were looking at other clients and customer, your clients in different areas and then sort of um, adding value to us. Um, I don't know if you thought about it like this, uh, but that's how I started actually viewing it very quickly soon after we started working together. Well, um, I, I'm not sure if this is something that all PR companies do, but it's certainly something that they should be doing. Um, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, uh, but since you brought it up, uh, the, the, um, the way I think about this is, um, number one, uh, I'm an opportunist. And um, I, I like to think in terms of strategy, but um, at heart, I know that I'm somewhat of a tactical person. I'm looking for quick opportunities. And, and if I see something is working with another client in terms of how we're able to make the news and get reach, I will use that absolutely mm -hmm. across the board with any client um, because it's just, it's a win, win, win. Um, it's also like bigger picture, this has to do with um, major breakthroughs, whether we're, you know, if, if you're talking about, let's say science, climate science, getting, getting uh, insights, uh, big insights uh, um, into fields that just hadn't been considered before. The only way to do this is through cross-pollination cross of ideas. Uh, so with climate change, it's, you know, a, a, a group of scientists with an understanding of um, weather patterns, geology, biology, history, archaeology are, are actually going to have deeper insights into the impacts of, of that kind of phenomenon than uh, individual scientists working alone. So, so I guess the, the, my, my, my point being, it's not just uh, individual, you know, creative individuals drawing from multiple strains. It's working as part of a team working with you and, and uh, with, with the uh, founder was just, uh, it, it was such a learning experience for me. And, and uh, you know, every, every day, every week, there was uh, something new. Uh, I'm not saying all of our ideas were, were winners, but I think a lot of them were. So, they were, and you know, yeah. you have to test and try. And especially yeah. when you're establishing somebody as a leader in that space, there's a lot of fail fast, right? Mm. We um, write something out, you explain it in a way, um, and then uh, push it out and see if it gets traction and then learn from there. But, you know, I, I also wanted to point out to you an interesting thing uh, that I realized uh, that, you know, I pride myself on writing well. I'm a marketeer. I was a technical writer. I write very directly. And yet I realized that um, when I'm writing about uh, things that I'm immersed in, I, I write as if everyone should know them. And one of the really interesting experiences with you was that um, you would take the sort of technical um, uh, way we spoke or we talked about, and then you actually correlated it to how people would speak in the normal world. Mm. And um, I think sort of translating it for us, uh, for me, I think um, it made me realize that how much of uh, our own technology we speak and breathe and we don't realize that this is how we are presenting ourselves, right? And so I think to me, um, if you're so close to the matter, and I think before the call, I was just mentioning this to you that I've uh, become a part of another, uh, of a 
startup accelerator. And, uh, you know, uh, we had our first session yesterday and one of the founders, he presented a slide deck to me. And it was actually really well done. But I want to tell you at slide 11, I didn't, couldn't figure out who the customer was. Mm. And, you know, I think it was so obvious to him who the customer was and who he was going to speak to. But, um, and that's, I think I realized at that moment that perhaps many times when uh, my ex-CEO and I, we talked to you, probably that's how we came across is that we talked in all of this techno babble and then you would make it into English. And it never struck me how much of that technology we speak in. Mm, that is an excellent point. And it's something that is a crucial hurdle to get over if you're, you're trying to put your ideas out there. And I'm not ta just talking about thought leadership, although that's the, the central focus of this conversation. Um, but this is a human problem. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I, I remember, I, you, you didn't know me when I was a, a younger man, but uh, the, uh, I, I used to have a bad temper. Uh, and, um, it was because I wasn't understanding, um, you know, other people didn't know what I knew and I didn't know what I thought I, I, what I thought I knew was, you know, not necessarily true. And, you know, being able to understand, uh, uh, you know, if you want to get your ideas across and persuade people and not frustrate others and frustrate yourself constantly, you know, take the time to figure out how to uh, put things forward in a way that people will understand using anecdotes and metaphor and playful language. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, without being pedantic, without being yeah. boring, uh, just in a, in a plain speaking as quickly as you can, uh, but not so quickly that you skid past important points, uh, you're, you're getting those ideas out there. So there's that. Um, I, I think this is, you know, some good rules to follow. I'm, I'm not sure if there's a, a particular example you were thinking of where, um, let's say, a piece of, of thought leadership that uh, went from some early, fairly technical conversations to something that was, um, you know, you read it and you're like, oh, this, this just, it flows off the page and, and uh, this is easy to understand for even if, if you're coming to this topic for the first time. I have an example. It was the one that uh, I think um, when uh, you presented my uh, selling a product-led growth where the customer advocacy and the customer success was really critical. Mm. And I remember when I, you asked me to write a draft or bullet points. I, this is how always we worked, right? You asked for bullet points. And, uh, you know, I wrote bullet points I thought were very clear. And then uh, when you wrote it out, I was like, whoa. It's completely different than what I said, and it sounds so much easier to understand. And, uh, you know, for a moment I thought, oh, this is too simplistic. And I want to tell you, I think that article had over 100 shares in a day um, mm -hmm. when it was published on uh, one of the uh, marketing uh, websites. And, uh, you know, I, I read it again after a few days after it had been published, and I thought, See, that's the difference of getting somebody who's a professional PR person to write, uh, you know, take your ideas and then present them in a really easy to understand uh, way. And it, it was, it did take me aback. And that's when I really started connecting the dots on the work we were doing together and saying, that's the value because I had done the paid media myself. Mm. And uh, the paid media, you know, I wrote them 
I ghost wrote them for my for the publication. Well, I clearly wrote what uh, I knew of the technology. I was not making them the ideas simplified or accessible. Mm. And you know, at that time, I thought I was doing a really good job. But then I now I realized that how important this earned media piece is to have somebody who can actually translate your um, ideas into something that other people can read and understand. Well, I think you're being maybe a little bit too generous there in, in that, like I, I, I remember reading your early drafts and thinking, wow, there's really not much left for me to do here. So, uh, and, and that really is uh, like the best kinds of thought leadership is, is truly a, a channeling of ideas. It's, it's, you know, I, I get how reporters think and editors think. And so I, I know how to streamline a, a sentence uh, or, or connect the dots in a way that they'll get it. But I'm not fundamentally changing your ideas. No, I'm, I'm no, taking no, them more. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, yeah, if I, I, I have occasionally, you know, early on in my marketing career, I, I, I would, I, I'm not going to name any names or any companies, but there were there were times when I would be working for companies, and and this was so early on that I don't even think thought leadership was a phrase that was uh, mm-hmm. uh, was uh, that I was using. Um, but if I had been using it, I might have thought, uh, you know, to get thought leadership, we need some initial thoughts, and not from me because I'm not I you know I. I, I'm not the first person you go to to explain this technology. We we really it it works so well. I, I've been so lucky to work with so many founders who have genuinely interesting and new things to say. Uh, mm-hmm. That even if they get technical, uh, that's where I can help. But ultimately, right. you know, we're not starting from scratch here. Yeah. No, but I think there's this um, idea of uh, translation of, of complexity into simplicity so everyone can understand what you're doing, right? And I think all companies, when you're selling a solution, uh, you need, you, you're going to get a bandwidth of people. There's going to be, uh, so I work in tech. I always, I, I work in high tech. So for us, um, you know, you will get the really seasoned IT person who will immediately get what you're talking about. But then there'll be people who are junior and may not understand unless you explain it correctly. And then there are people who are on the periphery who need to know what the value of this solution is. And they're not technical at all. But if you keep speaking in technical language, you're going to pass them by. So you're not going to be influencing people who may read this interesting article about a solution that they will use, but they don't need to implement it because the implementation is going to happen by the IT department. Right, and right. For me, that's always the thought process that how do I influence a, a, a decision maker who needs the solution um, and has nothing to do with implementing it themselves, right? Right, right. It's, it's, I, I feel like, you know, to take, the, take an example from outside of, of PR and more in pop culture, uh, you go back a few years, uh, the, the first Toy Story movie from Pixar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works on multiple levels. Kids appreciate it. They, they get the, the simple story. But adults love the, the dialogue and, and the complexity of the, the interactions between Buzz Lightyear and Woody. And, and uh, it's, it's just in, in that way, uh, I think the best pieces of communication, uh, whether it's an essay 
or a video or they can work on multiple levels. And I, you know, I think when you are too close to your work and when you're too use, close to what you're working on or developing, sometimes it's very hard to see that. Mm. And, um, I, you know, we are so passionate about our subjects and especially tech founders who have this amazing solution. Um, and um, I work in tech and I'm also so passionate and I know I can see people's eyes glazing when they ask me, what does my company do? And that's when I started to now realize that you do need somebody who's going to translate where necessary and polish it up and then uh, make it so that you can explain it without condescending to the reader. And, you know, there's a fine line between condescending to the reader and explaining it so the reader gets the analogy. And I think you mentioned that a couple of minutes ago, is that to find the right connection so people can understand what you're talking about and connect it to explanations that make sense right. and say, aha, that's what you mean to do with it. Yeah. Right, right. Um, that's, that's an excellent way to... Um, I guess, uh, to, to summarize how that works, I, I, I want to touch on something that uh, we've sort of glazed over a little bit, and that is how you use thought leadership in marketing. Uh, so how this ties in. So uh, I'll, I'll lay this out. Uh, you know, if all we were doing was, um, you know, doing some, some research, figuring out uh, publications where we could find opportunities for the to channel this these ideas and uh, then we uh, you know we we wrote these up we submitted them they get in and then we just said okay done job done uh, and and you would just point to those uh, those published articles uh, it, it wouldn't that that's actually not the end of it it's no that's the beginning yeah yep. that's the beginning right I, I think to me, uh, having this kind, these kind of earned media articles where you're showcasing your knowledge, mm -hmm. you're sharing your lessons learned and showcasing how other people can be successful and giving these tips, um, it goes a long way in building credibility for the CEO and the company and the brand. It's really brand building and the brand of the CEO, brand of the company and the leadership team there, number one. Number two is it also provides um, the kind of trust that you build in your customers, not just credibility, but trust. And they say um, they come to your website and you have all of these articles uh, linked on your website, for example, or shared on your company's social channels. And they, they can see that you are, become, you are a trusted authority in this space. So, you know, they will trust you. And uh, perhaps buy your product or even uh, reduce your sales cycle. Uh, but the other opportunity is, which I think is really an important piece and uh, which I know that you've done with your other uh, founders that you've worked with is to establish uh, them to influence others, which is in conferences. Um, you know, there's a reason why so many tech founders write books uh, about the technology they invented with a writer. There's a reason they, they, you know, sort of the writer is the one that who sort of translates those complex ideas into ideas that we can all understand. And it's interesting. I've been talking to a uh, to um, CEO, and I was talking to him about three different books in the marketing space, in the SaaS product-led world space. Every book had a co-writer, so it was the CEO or the co-founder of the technology plus a writer. And you can only influence others when they can understand your ideas. 
And, you know, and that's what gives you the opportunity to be on panels or webinars or conferences and say, this is what the technology does. This is a solution. This is the problem we are trying to solve. And um, if you don't speak it simply, uh, people are just going to, it's just going to go over their heads and you're not going to be that influencer, that influencer, that, that person who's shifting the marketplace along with you. Mm -hmm. Yes, very much so. And um, I'm, I'm cognizant that uh, you've been very generous with your time, and I, but I still have one big topic that I want to cover here, and that is your experience with uh, earned media versus paid media. Uh, maybe you could delve into, you know, the pros and cons of each. So I think the earned media um, to me is, is more valuable and the superior part. I think the paid media has a place. Um, if there's all you can do, you don't have um, a budget and uh, you know you have a very minuscule budget and you can produce some paid media opportunities, but you really have to shift quickly because the problem I see with the paid media is um, the sphere of influence is very limited, number one. Uh, number two, uh, you're writing yourself, you know, you're writing um, about the technology yourself. So you're not getting that um, explanation. You're not getting that smoothing out of the edges, perhaps, or the core, you know, getting the message more mass appeal. And uh, no matter what you sell, you know, you really need everyone to understand you, not just the technical you know, people who are going to implement it. Uh, unless you're making something that uh, nobody else cares about, right? But mostly if you're making product. Um, the third problem is that there are only so many paid media channels that you can be looping through. Uh, and I found that um, there's not the kind of breadth of opportunity. So you could get an article placed, uh, but what I really enjoyed the opportunities that you brought, which were uh, ranging from the tech Forbes multiple um, uh, CEO founders talking about one problem to just our CEO talking about an in-depth topic. Uh, then again, on the other publications, uh, the fact that there was uh, a wide variety of publications. And you know these are, are picked up by people who are assessing whether they're gonna to appeal to their readership. So there's one more uh, gate of, uh, gate of um, assessment and there is some kind of feedback when you come back to us and say, well, that piece didn't do well because I think we were too narrow. And then uh, we, the next opportunity comes and we open it. Now, the problem with paid media is they're going to take what you give them. So there is some quality and they'll ask you to do some things, but it's not that kind of two levels of uh, quality control where you're number one gating us and saying, no, this doesn't make any sense. We need to explain it simpler. And then the editor of that publication says, no, wait, there's not quality for us. Right. It is a double-edged sword very much. Uh, yes. it, yeah, the, they will publish exactly what you give them um, because, yeah, they, they don't have the familiarity with you enough to even push back, even if they wanted to, which they probably don't want to because they're afraid of losing the payment. And that's really what they're about. Um, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, so I think, uh, you know, I have used it the paid media, as I mentioned to you a, a few startups ago, um, and it had a purpose and it had a quick value for us because we didn't have much time in that space. But, um, you know, if I had the time, I, I will always do earned media, definitely. Mm. 
that would be my first um, first choice. But you know, as a marketer, you know this. Uh, you have to test and try, and you have to do many things. Uh, you know, different times call for different tunes, and then you say, okay, in this circumstance, I do this, and in this circumstance, I do this. But um, it, it was really an amazing journey with you, um, and I'm I, I really enjoyed every minute of it. Well, uh, I, I can say the same for you. Uh, and I learned so much working with you. And uh, honestly, um, you know, some of those lessons I'd like to articulate further in, in uh, another uh, vlogcast. So I hope to have you on the show again. Absolutely. Uh, this is my favorite subject, marketing, PR. <laughs> what could be better, right? And we used to have such long conversations even when we were working together. So absolutely, anytime. Uh, Happy to be on the call again, uh, be on your vlog again. Okay, thank you so much. And uh, Sonia, if, if someone wanted to find out more about you, uh, look at your own uh, thought leadership, and I, I know you also, you're, you're, you do a lot of public speaking as well. So how, how can someone find you online? Uh, LinkedIn would be the best because I actually share all of the all of the pieces that I have, most of them on my LinkedIn profile. But they can also follow me on Twitter at Sonia Pelia. And um, reach out from LinkedIn. I'm an open connector and I'm always happy to answer a non-sales call. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, uh, taking the time. And I will we will be on, have you on the show again. And uh, you've been listening to the MindMeld PR vlog. I'm your host, Jonathan Narvi. I've been speaking with Sonia, Sonia Pelia. And I will see you on the vlog again. Uh, very soon. You can count on it. Take All care. Right. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.